This has been a production of Planet Amp Podcast, powered by Pinecast. Ascension anthropomorphic 1966 Volkswagen Beetle. Oh, the no, one that fucked Lindsay it. Lohan in that movie? Yeah, well, it didn't fuck Lindsay Lohan. Why didn't it fuck Lindsay Lohan? She's pretty. Because it doesn't. It did make. Pro- it it have, probably made her have, have an genitals. orgasm at some point. Hervey the Wondercart. What do you mean it doesn't have genitals? What yeah, do you but think? It, it can vibrate the seat. <laughs> Justin, you have no idea what you're fucking talking about, first of all. Uh, a, <laughs> a Volkswagen Beetle has two things okay that i would argue count as genitals all right has a tailpipe and it has a shifter not to mention the windshield wipers not to mention the pistons within the engine imagine one of those going inside your pussy oh yeah i'm sure that would be super pleasant colin yeah a piece of uh sharp milled steel yeah but it's cylindrical yeah it's like it's like an anal bead but a single one up with motor oil just rocking in and out of your pussy Literally bottoming out because it's going to tear through the back of your pelvis and your uterine lining and kill you. It's going to go through those fallopian tubes. It's going <laughs> to... It's going to be like one of those hydraulic press videos, but with a woman's reproductive system inside. God, why didn't I put any whiskey in that? Um... <laughs> that's your fault. That's what I, When you said, I need that to go my refresh fault. my Coke, that's what I thought you meant. No, I was just putting Coke. I'm, I mean, you know. There's a little bit of whiskey in it, but... You know. No, no, I mean, I... I I, I, I did have a beer at seven o'clock this morning. Oh, there's, I get there's, it. There's I a get little it. bit. Of, there's a little bit of whiskey in my coke because I didn't brush my teeth this morning. Got to kill the germs, you know. There you go. Yeah, yeah. It's got to be sanitary. Yeah, that that in a Newport, you don't need to brush your teeth. I smoked two count of two Camel Blues, and I've been drinking sangria. Two count of two Camel Blues. Mm, Camel Blues. All right. I think now that we've discussed exactly what our morning routine is on a weekend. <laughs> We should probably get to the show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hello and uh, welcome, everyone, back to Worst in the Industry podcast, the show where this trio of workaday communist plants uh, butchers the still-breathing body of American exceptionalism to extract its heart and cook it down into the Coney Chili of truth. My name is Justin St. Peter, and I clearly should have eaten more for lunch today. To my right... It's Colin Stanley on that Sangria PM, which is Mommy's Little Helper. To my right, my name's Mike Lindell, and oh, forty-six thousand people, <laughs> forty-six thousand people voted illegally. Dead voters, dead voters in Wayne County, Michigan. They voted while they were dead. So there, who voted? Just because there they were voted. There were one hundred sixty-five thousand dead illegal alien immigrants who double voted in the Michigan primary in 2016, which is why Bernie Sanders was denied. <laughs> I just wish Mike Lindell was, was, a, was a progressive. My, my name's actually Tyler Zelensky, and I am an Antifa super soldier. 
this show is where we attempt to give and provide uh, only the purest tenderloins of uh, still bleeding meat of rage out to your listening ears to help guide your decision making and uh, hopefully convince you not to buy a fucking my pillow, which is or do uh, we're we're talking about today. Ah, it's my it's my episode. I'm in charge. Colin, it's gonna be a Colin heavy episode. Colin, uh, would you say I'm heavy? Did you just call me heavy? Big guy. Big guy. Oh, big guy. When people call me big guy, oh my god, I hate it. I'm a big guy. I don't need you to tell me. But yeah, today's episode is about my pill. Uh, brief aside, there was approximately a week, uh, long period of time, where. I was strongly considering buying a bunch of my pillows up uh, when they stopped when, they, when Bed Bath and Beyond and Kohl's and whatnot stopped carrying them. Buying because they they put them all on like super super discount because they're just trying to move them uh, because they weren't going to buy anymore. And I was thinking about buying them up with a friend of ours who has an employee discount there and then reselling them to the hooting hogs with like fake conservative signatures on them. It's just like oh, this one signed by Richard Nixon. This himself. one was signed by uh, Abraham Lincoln, and he <laughs> was got a Republican. Some blood splatter on it from when he was at the theater. Oh, a my pillow signed by Scott Bayo. This pillow's <laughs> actually the one that they put Abraham Lincoln's still bleeding cranium on when he got shot in the theater, and then he died days later. And I'll tell you what, he didn't have fibromyalgia after that, because the my pillow heals fibromyalgia. Or at least that's what Mike Lindell would have you believe. Yeah, you know, when, when we start selling our supplements... Um, it's gonna be called uh, Pill of Dick Beginning. <laughs> is it gonna do what it says on the tin? No, it's gonna no. be full of sawdust and teeth. No, but I'm gonna say it's FDA approved, so that way one day they'll come Waco me. And there's a federal lawsuit against you. No, they're just gonna come Waco me. You have to stockpile guns for them to come Waco you. I don't need guns for them to Waco me, I, they just have to believe I have them. Cause that wasn't that wasn't the uh, that wasn't the FDA. It's yeah, that was the that was the ATF. Yeah, I know, but the FDA is coming for me. I'm not saying it's DEA approved. I'm saying it's FDA approved. So who's gonna come Waco me? The FDA. My pills are EPA approved. I don't know if the FDA has an armed. I, yeah, I they do. They, they do. do. They big time. What do you mean you don't know? They big time do. Every every federal branch, basically every piece of the federal bureaucracy, has an armed unit. At least one armed unit. I had to learn that for a tabletop game. Anyway, today's episode's on my pillow. We're gonna be talking a lot about my pillow and and the figurehead, the the messianic prophetic man himself, Mike J. Lindell. So we're gonna start out uh, as we normally do in the past, moving chronologically into the future. Uh, Mike Lindell was born in 1961 in Mankato, Minnesota. Uh, sorry, Mankato, Minnesota. Uh, he was raised in uh, Chaska and Carver, Minnesota, which I believe is in Carver County. He he worked at a movie theater as a teen, and would uh, he would eventually apply to and go to for a very short period of time the University of Minnesota, but would drop out uh, pretty quick after starting. Uh, he started a carpet cleaning uh, business at the same time as he bought uh, his first lunch wagon, and eventually he would go on to buy uh, a series 
of bar and grills all across Carver County, Minnesota. He is like, when people talk about like a bootstraps guy, that's Mike Lindell. But not because that is a thing you should aspire to, but because that is a thing that is basically impossible to happen outside of like personal flukes of fortune and circumstances of birth. Like he is a guy whose family was holding on to that last little pearl of post-war capital um, that the Midwest and middle America in general uh, got, a, got a little bit of a taste of as the rest of the country was like shooting ever upwards and over uh, like through the glass ceiling of capital accumulation. Most of the Midwest wasn't getting a huge chunk of that, but the people who got a little chunk of that are the people who would give birth to people like Mike Lindell. Oh boy. And uh, just a heads up, everybody, the term or the phrase, uh, pull yourself up by your bootstraps is actually meant to be a joke. Yeah, you can't pull yourself up by your bootstraps. They're literally below you. It was a joke. It was literally a joke meant to make fun of poor people. Like, oh yeah, pull yourself by your bootstraps, loser. Like, yeah, yeah it's physically impossible. Fall over, you fucking piece of shit. Put your shoes on and lay down and try to pull yourself up by yeah, your fucking shoelaces. It's basically them telling other people to kill themselves. Yeah, and then blow your brains out because, you know. Well, once you stop producing. Yeah, once you yeah. stop. Yeah, I mean, you know. Once it's no longer profitable for you to be. Oh, and by the way, you don't get to seize the means of your production either. Or your reproduction. Or your reproduction. Because, and because I, of... I am a local duke, and I am demanding the right of prima nocta. Yeah, speaking of carpet cleaning businesses, uh, people said I opened a carpet cleaning business in college, if you know what I mean. You motherfucker. I told that joke to Tyler before we were on air, and he stole it. <laughs> you Carlos mencia me, you piece of shit. Hey, 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 listen. You didn't say it in a big enough forum, okay? I, I did. Oh, fuck you. So... Mike Lindell, uh, he would go on basically through the 80s and 90s when he would start his small businesses and start buying uh, up bars and restaurants. He did what most people uh, from, you know, middle class, quote unquote middle class, middle class doesn't exist anymore, uh, backgrounds do. Is it got big into fucking coke uh, and booze. Eventually crack cocaine. Um, Fuck yeah, he sounds like a cool guy. Exactly, I mean, like, you know, that's the thing. It's all about is, accessibility, Colin. Addiction is super, super relatable because most people in America have either dealt with it them, dealt with it personally or have a family member or friend who deals with it. Which is, and I'm getting into this, it's part of it's part of why Mar Mike Lindell has become the figure that he has. It's all these little things that contribute to who he is are things that, like, he is the product of a process that immiserates so many people. And the fact that he was able to make money at the end of it is why people love him so much and why people buy into his bullshit so much. But we're going to get into that. So uh, throughout the 80s and 90s, he had severe addiction issues that would eventually lead to uh, his house being foreclosed upon, his wife leaving him, uh, and basically ruined his fucking life. Um, in 2004, Mike Lindell... In the way that only a cokehead down on his luck can, uh, began a harebrained scheme to develop a pillow that would basically like solve all your problems. Like, 
Mike, <laughs> Mike Patel likes to talk about it, like, I used to toss and turn all night, never getting a lick of sleep. Don't know yeah, why I couldn't was... sleep. Must have been my pillow. And not maybe that... it was the fucking crack cocaine that <laughs> you were Not all that crack cocaine that I was smoking inside the tenement house I lived in. No, sorry. It would have to be this down pillow for not bright, providing enough support. <laughs> Didn't didn't he dream up this this idea of like the miracle pillow while he was high on crack? He had a Joseph Callinger esque religious experience. Okay, that's that's exactly what I was gonna compare it to was fucking Callinger with his shoe inserts. It's literally the same <laughs> seriously though? Seriously? If Joseph Callinger was less schizophrenic and more addicted to cocaine, we would have had like a like a uh, my soul inserts guy running around like they are very it is scary how close mike lindell was like to mike lindell was like one really really bad day away from becoming like a family annihilator like he, <laughs> he had all the makings he had all the makings family annihilator is everyone's favorite and that's the killers. thing that's the thing right in in post-war america if you're from the midwest you can you have like one of three options, right? You can you can do like daily treachery and eventually die of like an oxycotton overdose. You can become a like psychotic CEO who goes on new like goes on Fox News, or you can become a family annihilator. <laughs> Those are your three options. All right. Well, there's three of us, so uh, we all know that we're number one. We're gonna die of a drug overdose. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, if if we if we start now, we could probably you know go in one one each. You know what? One of I us mean... is gonna have to. I, we're gonna have to draw straws about who's gonna be the crazy CEO, though. Uh, I was about to say I want to be the family annihilator. So Tyler, you can be the CEO. All right, I'm good with that. Yes. Drug overdose. The thing is, Colin, is if people get rid of the <laughs> nuclear family, then you see what happens is the breakdown of society. American then, society as we know it and that's will why destroy itself society as if we know you it. take yeah, your see, grandparents in. You don't understand, guys. He's not from he's not from the UP, alright? He's not from up north in Michigan. Uh, so he, he doesn't quite have the uh, the shrill nasal capacity of uh, what you're doing. It's it's a little more uh, wide in the mouth. He's like a, he's like a lake bass. That's the way he's <laughs> like, like a, a light like bass a with a receding hairline and a thick mustache. All right, that's the name of the that's the name of the episode. Lake bass with, with, a, with a receding hairline. So Mike Lindell is addicted to crack and cocaine, basically all the way through the eighties uh, until about two thousand nine. Um, this is five years into him running the My Pillow business, which is like it's steadily gaining speed. But it, he, people are not buying his shit. He went around to a bunch of different big box stores trying to peddle his shitty ass pillows, and they all turned him down. And I, you have to assume, right? Because this is this is he's in the thralls of like his his drug his drug addiction. So you have to assume he's not like calling a corporate number and offering his his like product. He's like walking into a Bed Bath and Beyond, like in a strip mall, and be like. Would you like to stock my pillows? Like, and he's, he's got a he's got a bad tie and a short sleeve collared shirt on. He's sweaty, he's, he's sweaty, so sweaty. Shit. He's got a pillowcase just or a, 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 
the suitcase just absolutely fucking stuffed with pillows. And he's fuck. He's absolutely gacked. He's grinding his fucking teeth. <laughs> oh, he's the dust in his mouth. His fucking <laughs> pupils are like tips of a needle. So, so Mike Lindell is like he, you know, he. If you're raised in the Midwest, like there is like a pretty large religious element in the Midwest. Not as much evangelical uh, as in the South, but it's like steadily growing because apparently, you know, poor people need hope somehow. After selling his first pillow in 2005 and then slowly gaining more and more acclaim, uh, bringing them to like uh, local fairs and like, you know, like the kind of like shows and conventions that a middle-aged couple who's like given up on romance and sensuality would go to. Like a like an interior decorating convention or like a home and garden, that's the kind of shit that Mike like Mike Lindell was selling his pillows at. Which, uh, and I'm gonna get into what's in those pillows. So in in the pillows themselves, are these little chunks of foam that have been coated in resin. So the resin is there to keep the chunks of foam from holding the their their shape, and the foam itself. He tried like over 94. He says he had tested over 94 different kinds of foam until he settled on the kind of foam that's in the MyPillow. I don't know if Mike Lindell is smart enough of a guy to determine whether or not the foam that he's chosen is highly carcinogenic or not. Yeah, I'm really hoping that he actually, like, sent it off somewhere to be tested, but I'm that, gonna... That would no, fly no, in no. the face of everything this man believes. In. You see, what happened is, it was a situation much like that children's book where the girl uh, tries to sleep in the beds, and he was just like, this one's too soft. Are you talking about this Goldilocks? One's too yeah, Goldilocks. How did and you I'm not ke- remember fucking Goldilocks? Colin, I don't even remember what I had for fucking breakfast this morning. No, well, that's fair. Anyway, in 2009, though, uh, Mike Lindell claims that he achieved sobriety through prayer. And that he's been clean ever since. Which, if you've seen his docu-movie, Absolute Proof, <laughs> oh, God, I feel yeah. like that is a testament to that claim being false. That yeah, thanks, for, thanks for making you know us what? sit through that, Colin. Oh, you didn't even fucking watch it. I made you sit through the first five minutes of the 30-minute-long trailer. 30-minute Yeah, the 30-minute-long right. trailer. You didn't watch it either. I did watch it. I just didn't re-watch it because I was sober. Guys, it's a two-hour movie, and there was a 30-minute-long <laughs> no, trailer where he's just fucking... Coked out of his mind. He's coked out of his mind the whole thing. The whole thing. Seriously. The whole thing. He never, like, he's always hitting the same pace of talking, which is he'll make a point. Halfway through him making the point, he will have a conversation between two people that he has made up within the premise of the sentence. He will carry out both sides of that conversation. The conversation will end. He will continue the point. That precluded that sentence, which leads him into a new fake conversation between two other fake people. It is maddening. It is literally, it is like, it's like going to a fucking party, like a a work party, and you go up to like the manager who's above your manager, and all they're doing is that sitting at the bar, telling you about their small business, and then they pull out a card, and they're trying to get you to join like their Christian massage center. That's what it's fucking like. It is absolutely insane. 
but not even in a fun way. Like, it's very boring, but it is baffling to watch. Like, it is very hard to follow the points that he makes. 2009, he has his, he has his official uh, conversion to sobriety. He's, like, all in on the tank on this evangelical thing. Um, in, now, in 2011, that's the real game changer for MyPillow. So, Mike Lindell spends about a half a million fucking dollars shooting an infomercial in front of a live studio audience. Holy shit. This is when the fucking dough starts getting raked in, right? So, up until now, the only advertisements that MyPillow's really had, uh, they're not the direct sale advertisements that you typically see for products. This is, like, mentioned in all... In, like, the ten different fucking articles I read about these goddamn pillows... They all talk about his advertising style. And again, this is something I'm going to bring up in a few minutes because it makes a lot more sense in, in, a, context, in a different context. That he's not ever talking about how good his pillows are or like that how much better they are like or what makes them good. All he does is talk about either A, how bad other pillows are, or he tells you his story. He talks about how he suffered from, you know, neck pain and his shoulders would be sore and he'd wake up and his fingers would be numb and he was constantly disappointed with the level of pillows he could get. And then eventually he got a good pillow that really worked for him and it was the one that he had made. He was trying to build it and then he finally achieved it and now, and now he just wants to make sure that everybody else can get a good night's sleep. I just want to make sure that everybody in the world has my shoe inserts and... They can also see God. <laughs> yes! Yes! He started this shit. Where, what you said about, oh, all he does is say that other pillows are bad. That's literally what every conservative media does. Is they demonize the other side and say like, oh, well, Hillary Clinton, Clinton is literally the Christian devil. So, she's worse than Donald Trump. Don't have to make yourself look good if you just make the other guy look awful. Exactly. And that's that's the point I want to get to right now. So, uh, we're gonna get into all the lawsuits that my pillow. Oh God! Lindell, so many lawsuits. Uh, we'll have to face uh, by 2013. Uh, the commercial, the that that my pillow infomercial and its successors. Uh, by 2013, those commercials were running about 200 times a day across local and national networks. So you could tune in to pretty much any given local or national network, and you would see the MyPillow commercial at least once. Any given day. From 2013 on. Uh, and then, less so, at a certain point. We'll talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> so, basically, um, we talked la last week... Last episode, we talked about Elizabeth Holmes. We talked about Theranos, right? Uh, the Dracul herself. Eagle two? <laughs> no, she was oh. Eagle One. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, she was. E yeah, the Dracula was Eagle One. So Mike Lindell is essentially the conservative flavored Elizabeth Holmes, right? Because they they basically operate within the same social function for their respective ideological groups, right? They're they're figureheads for unearned capital. They're vested in the particular cultural arrangements of their, their particular ideology. Um, and they reinforce this idea. Um, the idea that businesses and the products or services they offer are not designed, typically, to actually physically make money. My pillow 
the business of my pillow was not designed to make money, at least not consciously. Because I don't want to give Lindell too much credit because he is like a Labrador brained psychopath. Like he's not a very smart guy, which is also going to lead into what I'm talking about. My pillow essentially operates not as a business that sells products for money, but as a kind of like psychic affirmation machine. So obviously you guys know Mike Lindell and my pillow Big supporters of Donald Trump, big supporters of conservative action. Mike Lindell, as we've stated, he's an out and avowed evangelical Christian. He is a small business, quote unquote, small business owner. Um, and, you know, when you talk about turn of the century, there was this big kind of disconnect between your regional capitalists and your international finance capitalists. Mike Lindell is very much in the mold of the uh, the former he is a regional capitalist, like he owns a factory, he owns uh, a headquarters, he owns these offices that basically are call centers for his product. Like, he is a guy who is directly connected to the quote-unquote product being sold, uh, versus a finance capitalist who is either a middleman or some weird abstractive position that's meant to just extract more capital out of an already abstract uh, process like a hedge fund you know where they're shorting things that don't even exist they're they're making money on money that doesn't ever have to be physical money they're just basically increasing numbers in their computer mike lindell is not doing that he is actually selling a product but that's not how my pillow makes money my pillow makes money by pissing off democrats pissing off liberals by reaffirming this cultural narrative that a lot of um, white people, especially Midwest white people and uh, people in the Imperial Corps have, people who aren't on the coasts, uh, you know, that ha they have this idea that if you work hard enough and you push hard enough, you put the hours in and you get a little bit lucky, you can be a millionaire. You can be a billionaire. You can be a Mike Lindell. You can be Mike Lindell. Uh, you know, you can get on fucking Fox News and scream about how the, you know, Nancy Pelosi is full of adrenochrome because you sold the good pillow. That all, <laughs> basically, people buy the pillow not because the people's good. They buy the pillow because Mike Lindell is selling it and because they want to be Mike Lindell. Or at least a person like him. Because the magic, the magic pillow will make me a million. Exactly! Because if you sleep better, you'll become a million. They don't even have to believe... They don't even have to believe all the, the fake bullshit pseudoscience that they had to pay out, you know, a million dollars for, uh, where they said that the magic pillow, you know, solves fibromyalgia, restless leg syndrome, sleep apnea, cerebral palsy, and acid reflux. They don't even have to believe any of that shit. All they have to believe is that Mike Lindell is pissing off the people that I hate, i.e. the Democrats who are constantly shitting on me and calling me privileged, even though I have to work, you know, 75 hours a week to feed my family. And also, I could be the next MyPillow guy. And I would want somebody to buy into my product. I was the MyPillow guy, so I'm going to buy the MyPillow guys thing. And again, a lot of these thoughts and a lot of these thought processes, they're not conscious. Like, if you ask somebody about it, they'll just be like, oh, I like the pillow. Or, oh, I saw his commercial. Mike Lindell is accidentally, like, reinforcing and feeding in to this feeling that a lot of people have. And then the other reason and the other way 
that that my pillow makes money is basically it's being a a legal clean money slush fund uh for conservative political action you know he when uh i think it was like lindsey ingram that that one fucking bitch that laura one ingram laura ingram there you go they're whatever they all have the, the the kind of names that you would give to your golden retriever it's fine when when david hogg and other gun reform activists uh were trying to boycott laura ingram's show my pillow increased their ad buy they they started paying for more ads for her show to to compensate Hmm. Uh, my pillow is a huge my pillow and mike lindell are huge donors for newsmax they run ads on newsmax they they are involved in all these other conservative grifting operations because they have a clean source of income they have money that can be easily traced and is transparently not dirty money so that you can you can fund all these efforts by a small minority of people, the quote-unquote conservative elite. They can fund these things without having to do the kind of shit that they used to have to do. And it's kind of ironic that that's where they're at, that, that MyPillow is essentially a legal money laundering front because now they're started to sell fucking mattresses and mattress stores i don't know if you guys know this mattress stores historically been a huge front for local uh uh, split offs from the italian mob and other local criminal elements to launder fucking money there's a huge huge margin of profit on mattresses it's fucking enormous and you can take all that excess profit that's not going to your overhead and you can use that to quote unquote donate to people bribe people pay them off pay them back for things they've paid you for but doing it through like the trump family does paying each other to be consultants for shit except they're not paying each other to be consultants they're paying for more ad spots or they're paying donations in to a non-profit journalistic enterprise like newsmax quote unquote quote unquote 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 and it's really even more interesting when we start talking about that kind of thing because you know historically the italian mob they were this alternative infrastructural bureaucratic apparatus for immigrants and the children of immigrants, people who couldn't go to the police or go to the local government because, A, there was fear of persecution for being Italian, and two, um, they didn't want to implicate themselves in, in the criminal actions that some people in their community were associated with. Guess what? When nobody will give you a job, you start selling drugs. When nobody will give you a job, you start stealing. When nobody will give you a job, you start selling stolen shit. The same way that we've criminalized a lot of sources of income for black people, same thing was happening to Italian people back then. And now, with the white middle class being as it is, again, middle class, the middle class doesn't exist. The middle class here, when we talk about it, it's not... A, a class in that they are people with a common class interest who are at a specific economic level and therefore have a specific relationship to capitalism and capitalists as a whole. No, when I say middle class, they have basically a shared cultural milieu and outlook and viewpoints. They, they have a fandom. They're all part of a fandom. The fandom is conservatism. Conservatism. The, the fandom is proud ignorance. There are a bunch. Of, the thing is, is there are a bunch of LARPers that think they have something in common with these conservative elites, and it's like, no, you probably have more in common with a homeless person. 
Exactly. You can't tax the billionaires. I might be one of them one day. No, you exactly. won't. Exactly. You might but, be able to find out what they. A taste lot like, of it. A lot but. of it though isn't even their fault though. A lot like as much as these people are easy to malign, and as much as I want to, as much as I do call them hooting hogs, as they are, that's how they behave. Uh, sorry, sue me. Um, it's not their fault. They're kind of put into these circumstances. Now, I'm not saying you should like them, or that they shouldn't be held accountable, as Twitter would like to say, uh, or that they're not responsible for their actions. They are, but you have to understand at a certain at a certain level they are victims as well. Obviously, black people and Hispanics and you know queer folks they are much much more victims and and are literally the underclass that our society utilizes to continue operating um but these people the money's running out that post-war boom that put capital into the hands of a bunch of people in middle middle america it's fucking running out and so for the first time in the history of this country this middle class, this culturally associated group of people of various income levels and geographies, they're finally starting to feel the kind of precarity that those same, that those Italian immigrants off the boat from Sicily felt. They're, they're finally starting to feel a little bit of the persecution that, you know, a, a, a grandchild of slaves felt in the 1950s and 60s. They're finally feeling a little bit of that. And their reaction is the same reaction that those people had. But instead of funneling money through an organization like, you know, the Mafia, or through a, a group like the Black Panthers or the Nation of Islam, they're funneling their money through companies like MyPillow and two politicians like your Tom Cottons and your Josh Hollies and your Ted Cruz's. It's the same thing. But instead of going, they, they don't need to go through a criminal element because the group of people they're a part of has never been criminalized in that way. They can do it open and legally through these crackpot bullshit uh, pillow salesmen and one-off fucking endeavors because they haven't been criminalized. Same thing as fucking Elizabeth Holmes and Theranos, except instead of it being this... Uh, spider web this fucking honey trap of conservatism it's for progressivism and liberalism it's hey uh the opposite of dropping out of college and becoming a small business owner in minnesota is going to an ivy league school and uh creating a startup in silicon valley that is the that is the left democrat equivalent to what mike lindell is they are the same kinds of people, they just have different cultural touchstones, many of which are there because they either went to or didn't go to college, or did go and didn't absorb the values being presented to them. So, MyPillow isn't really a company that sells pillows. They're a company that sells making people feel good and provides the service of giving conservative uh, political figures and cultural figures money. And that's why they're one of the fucking worst in the industry, because all they do is contribute to the immiseration of the same quote-unquote middle class that thinks these kind of operations are going to be their salvation. It unfortunately only makes all too much sense that, you know, it, it, there's so many businesses out there that are just like this today. They only exist to support these existing apparatuses. 
it's literally it's a it's a religion or it's it's a cult but not a cult that actually provides like anything necessary like even fucking Om Shinrikyo gave people a, a place to sleep and food to eat. Yeah, it was shitty, but at least they did that. I don't know about the compares. In 2015, Mike Lindell met with future president Donald Trump uh, and said that Donald Trump was chosen by God, would be the best president we'd ever have, and he called their first meeting a divine appointment. Yeah, like you, like you met Christ for a power lunch. Like, the amount of religious language and the amount of religious fervor that Mike Lindell has is so telling. Because, basically, religion in this country, since its founding, really, has never been a thing to actually give people faith in themselves or in the common man or in the human spirit or the human experience. It's just like a way to further the desires of capital. And so it makes so much sense that Mike Lindell is this evangelical Christian because he never stops to think about, you know, oh, Jesus said it's easier for a camel to fit through the eye of a needle than it is for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven. Mike Lindell never stops to think about that because Mike Lindell, much like that one shitty televangelist, probably also goes, Which one? Oh, all of them? Exactly. All things through God are possible. It's like, okay, so Christianity is basically, in America right now, is basically just there to to reinforce these capitalist ideals that drive these people and drive this profit motive, uh, despite, you know, that religion actually being completely opposite to those if you actually read the fucking book. But, you know, who does homework anymore? Just me. You're still mad about me not watching the movie. Whatever, you? shut the fuck up. Anyway... <laughs> <laughs> I'll kill you. I'll fucking kill you, Justin. <laughs> so in 2015, yeah, Mike Lindell meets Donald Trump. Fucking basically su- sucks him off, offers to smoke crack with him, allegedly. Uh, didn't happen. It didn't happen, but I'd like to imagine it did. Uh, uh, no, Donald Trump would never do something as cool as smoking crack. Can you not say that smoking crack is cool, please? That's my personal opinion. This is a worst in the industry podcast. Cool. I'm Dance. not saying it's smoking good for crack you. is cool. No, smoking crack is not cool. Oh, okay. Do not smoke crack. Dude, man, crack is fucking whack, dude. You can smoke crack if you want. Anyway, in 2016, uh, the New York State Attorney General charged my pillow uh, with failing to collect uh, almost half a million dollars in sales tax. And they denied any wrongdoing, but they still paid out $1.1 million in a settlement. Which is fucking hilarious. Yeah, of course, because only innocent people settle out of court. Uh, in that in that same year, there was also a class action lawsuit that was proposed um, because Mike Lindell was marketing himself as a quote-unquote sleep expert. He's a, so- a sleep expert Mike Lindell. You know what? I, you know, I, if, if we're counting hours logged, I think we're all masters at this point. Sleep expert. Uh, and you know what? I dropped out of college, so I'm not going to judge him. But I also don't call myself a fucking sleep expert. <laughs> like, maybe if you don't finish freshman year of college, don't call yourself a sleep expert. Because, you know, that's like a real medical thing. <laughs> yeah, maybe you shouldn't. I'm just saying, 
I <laughs> I don't look down on people who don't go to college or couldn't afford to go to college or chose to stop going to college because I'm one of those people and I understand there's a lot that goes into it. It's not as simple as just going and finishing. But fucking Mike Lindell. I can only imagine how fucking coked out he was in his anthropology course. Just like, when do we get to the part where the white man is superior through his Christian values? When do we start to study phrenology? <laughs> I don't know why he sounded like the cookie monster there. But... I did kind of like it. But yeah, same year, yeah, they, the, there was that proposed class action lawsuit. We're going to come back to that in a second. Later, end of 2016, November, MyPillow would pay a million dollars for a lawsuit in California, uh, and, and a portion of it would go to uh, California charities uh, benefiting homeless people and uh, domestic abuse survivors. Because they were claiming, as we talked about earlier, um, that the MyPillow could treat the symptoms of fibromyalgia and sleep apnea and cerebral palsy and acid reflux and, like, a whole other, like, slew of conditions. My shoe inserts! (laughs) They're gonna save the world! Uh, And basically, as part of that million-dollar settlement, uh, the company was banned from... Uh, making claims in California, it specifies in California, uh, because that's where the, <laughs> that's the court that it was settled in, that it, its pillows can, you know, here, I'll do the full quote. The company was banned, and I quote, from making claims in California that its pillows can cure or treat diseases and their symptoms without a human trial to back up the statements. They didn't even do a trial. They're just like, yeah, yeah, it does. It, it's... It's rectangular snake oil. They also, as part of the settlement, had to say this. Uh, they had to do this. In addition, my pillow must stop promoting itself as the quote-unquote official pillow of the National Sleep Foundation because it failed to disclose its financial connection with the foundation to consumers. Oh, oh is that where he got his expertise in sleep? That's why he's a sleep is expert. Is that the Sleep Foundation? <laughs> the Sleep Foundation. And then uh, in 2017, that that class action lawsuit we talked about, where he was being, where he was basically getting sued for, uh, you know, the pillows being falsely advertised and calling Mike Lindell a sleep expert. Uh, in 2017, uh, they they settled out of court again, and they didn't have an, an amount listed for that that I could find. But they they've literally every single time they get sued, they have to fucking settle out of court because every single fucking time, like they're very clearly doing big illegal shit. And it's, very much in the wrong but they've made literally hundreds of millions of dollars off this fucking pillow so they can keep just pissing money away it just doesn't matter so that's that's the thing it's it's like the taco bell thing right where like taco bell uh they advertise their meat as ground beef even though it doesn't meet the federal guidelines to be called beef it's mostly soy filler but it's cheaper to pay the fines for calling it beef than it is for them to switch around their supply chain and start using actual beef. It's the same fucking thing. It is cheaper for MyPillow to just pay these fucking court fees because they know the people who are paying into them are already ideologically attuned to their message and will keep paying into them despite what literally anything else fucking says. 2021. So as you guys know, we had we had a bit of a we had a vote ball that happened. A little, we had, uh, you know, in 2020, there was a little thing called a general election. Uh, Joe Biden barely squeaked by uh, because he's a fucking cheese-brained psychopath from the 80s. 
He's that Futurama character, that 80s businessman, but instead of having chronic bonitis, it's like chronic brainitis. Yeah. Oh my god. I want Joe Biden to sing the safety dance. Uh, hey, hey, uh, hey, 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 Jack. Hey, Jack, you can dance if you wanna. You could, uh, you can leave no friends behind. Because, you know, if, uh, if they don't dance, and if you don't dance, then, uh, uh, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> it's fucking Joe Biden. Fucking Joe. Pre sorry. President Joe Biden. We live in such great, we live in such great country of such a, an active and fit president. It's unreal. But in 2020, Mike Lindell continued, like, his train, as he had been previously, of advertising on all these conservative media platforms that were, like, decrying Joe Biden's victory. Um, he was, like, funding a lot of these things through, like, the MyPillow uh, company. And then he would, like... That's the problem. That's how you know Mike Lindell, like, is only rich by virtue of, like, sheer fucking luck and circumstances. Because he would... He really went, got in the fucking tank for Donald Trump's uh, narrative that he like he lost the election was like trying to get the election overturned. And I just want to say this: Donald Trump was never going to overturn the election, not because he's not like a human piece of dog shit that deserves to be stamped out. He was he couldn't do it because he's a fucking loser and he's the piss baby son of a rich guy who's always been a rich guy, who's never had to do anything for himself, and the only thing he knows how to do is call people and ask them to do things for him. So that was his attempt to overturn the election. It was just calling people, and then, like, getting on a stage and talking about, like, his toilet's water pressure and how Cher was mean to him and how he didn't want to be in fucking, like, North Dakota. Like, that's all he could talk about when he was trying to overturn the election, because he's a fucking idiot and a loser, and it was not going to happen. But, that just shows how fucking dumb, dog shit, stupid fucking Mike Lindell is, because he bought into that. He's a fucking true believer. You can tell in the way he talks about it. And he created this, <laughs> as we've mentioned, this two-hour docu-movie. This docu-movie. Because it's not a documentary. It's a docu-movie. Documentary implies evidence and is legally... <laughs> can be legally enforced if you call it a documentary. I'm like 90% sure that's why he called it a docu-movie. You can't just make up fucking arbitrary numbers at things that you have no My idea if they happened or not. I just imagine, And right? then use it like, as evidence. Mike Lindell is on a coke bender, but it's okay because he's using it as a tool. He's not addicted to it. It's fine. He's using it to, for his work. It's just like a wrench. It's a spanner. Yeah, it's uh, just like a wrench. Yeah. It's a hydro spanner. <laughs> Put up your nose. Um, but I just imagine, like, the MyPillow, like, their beleaguered legal team, right? They all have, like, these dark fucking circles under their eyes. They're all, like, sweating in, like, their office wear. They run ragged. They've been, like, flying out to fucking courts all across the country. They're constantly having to answer subpoenas and shit. And they just, like, go to him. They're like, Mike, I need you to do me a favor. It's like, what? What? I'm working on my docu-movie. Or my documentary. Absolute proof. They're like, okay, Mike, about that. You cannot call it a documentary. Legally, if you call it a documentary, they're going to sue us in the ground. They're going to take all your money. And they're going to take all the MyPillow money. And they're going to make us dissolve the company. Please, for the 
Hold on, I'm gonna take a nap and think of something. Hold on, I'll be back. And then he... Doc, you... Okay, how about this? How about... Let's... Shut the fuck up when I'm talking to you, okay? How about... Just call it a movie. A I feel like we're still in the gray movie. area there. I don't... They're gonna take all of our money, Mike! No... My kid, no. I'm trying to give my kid braces, okay? Ted, Do you know how Ted, expensive an orthodontist Ted, is, Mike? Listen. Come on! Ted, he, he doesn't need braces. Braces were invented by the liberal elites, so that way everyone could have straight teeth, and it would honestly, take Mike, away I'm our individualities, patriots, okay? I'm honestly shocked by that. Just don't call it a documentary! You know what, Ted, you're fired. Tomorrow. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Ted, go home. You're not working at my pillow anymore. Good luck finding a job. Mike Lindell fires half of his legal team every day, and the next day they come back because he knows they know that he won't remember it because he's too fucking stupid and too coked out. So he called it a docu movie. It's two hours long. Uh, if you're gonna watch it, take a fucking edible first. It's rough. I w if you're gonna watch it, I would just honestly recommend you watch the 30-minute-long trailer for it. I absolutely would not recommend watching it at all. It's entertaining. It's entertaining. It's a horrifying example of mis uh, misinformation and I hesitate to say a cult of personality, but... It kind of is. Mike, Mike Lindell, he has some He doesn't have the full Trump charisma, right? But he has, he has like, a piece of it. And I... I'm really curious to see if Mike Lindell can, like, harness that and polish that and turn it into, like, a political campaign of his own. Like, I'd be very interested to see. I don't know if it's going to happen, but... I, I would not be shocked to see a MyPillow run for president. I'll be his... I, honestly, I would volunteer to be his campaign manager. I'd run that ship of state right into the fucking ground where it belongs. You're going to be like that fucking weirdo from the Tiger King, his libertarian campaign manager. Oh, that guy who's just, the guy who's just like a normal dude who got wrapped up in the Tiger King fucking scandal and then yeah. watched a guy blow his brains out in front of him. Yeah, that's that's what would happen to me. I would be Mike Lindell's like campaign manager. I'd be in an office and Mike Lindell would like run in like half naked, half with a suit on and be like, all right, Jesus told me the pillows are bulletproof now, and I'm going to prove it. Be like, Mike, no! <laughs> Mike, stop! <laughs> we talked about this last night! And I gotta, like, I gotta, like, knock him to the ground and, like, wrestle the 45 <laughs> out of his hand because he's gonna shoot himself in the head through the pillow. And it's like every other week I have to do that. Through, you put the pillow on your head, and you can breathe through the resonated foam. It traps enough oxygen that you can actually physically breathe it. Here, let me show you. <laughs> it's like the Flex Seal guy, but he kills himself on national television. <laughs> so, in 2021, because Mike Liddell has, like, a big part of Absolute Proof centers on Dominion voting machines, and we're not going to get into whether or not, like voting machines are accurate um because i just want to say this hundred and eighty thousand unbalanced votes <laughs> i just want to say this like a lot of conservative conspiracy theories there is a pearl of truth hidden in the pile of dog shit and the pearl of truth for absolute proof is yes it is really fucked up that a privately owned company is the group that tallies all our votes 
and also manages the systems that tally our votes. That's really fucked up because they can be influenced by outside forces and they don't even have the marginal accountability that a public structure would have. That that part of it is true. The distrust of a voting comp- like a voting system company, that is valid. But Colin, the part that you're missing is if we let the government run the voting systems, that means that it's a socialist, communist plot. Okay? I wish there was a what about cabal the free... of communists who were trying about to the take over market? the What about the country. free market, Colin? I wish there was a long march going on. I wish. I fucking wish. But there's not. There's fucking not! But, Colin, there is. There is with there is with socialist communists like Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, okay? Anyway... Because of absolute proof and Mike Lindell constantly get, getting in front of a camera and saying that Dominion was part of a communist plot to overthrow the election results, uh, they threatened to sue Mike Lindell and my pillow. They would end up following through and uh, they filed a $1.3 billion with a B dollar lawsuit against my pillow and Lindell. And you would, I would, you know, at this point, if you hadn't been listening to the entire goddamn episode, you might be asking yourself, well, why would they sue my pillow and not just Mike Lindell? Why would the company be culpable when Mike Lindell is the person saying this? And it's because this is what kind of proves my point is that my pillow is just an apparatus for this conservative action and this conservative propaganda. It's just a tool being used to those ends. So it is just as culpable as an entity as Mike Lindell is as a person. So basically they're suing them. Uh, they filed the suit. I don't think it's been resolved yet um, because it just got filed at the end of February and we're recording this uh, the first week of March. Basically, at that same time, Mike Lindell uh, got blacklisted by all these companies. The MyPillow was removed from a bunch of wholesale retailers. And the last public missive from the MyPillow company Twitter account before it was permanently suspended for violating Twitter's policy on ban evasion was um, uh, when Mike Lindell, who had previously been banned uh, from his personal account for spreading a bunch of uh, voting misinformation because, um, yeah, they're cracking down now and it doesn't matter on people that it doesn't matter. And it, we're not going to get into the idea of like censorship and whether or not a social media platform should be a public good. But uh, Mike Lindell tweeted from... The MyPillow account, the tweet that got the MyPillow account banned was, Jack Dorsey is trying to cancel me! Parentheses, Mike Lindell, and parentheses, OUT! Jack Dorsey is trying to cancel me, Mike Lindell, out. Oh, Jack Dorsey, known communist socialist agent, Jack Dorsey. You know, now, now it's harder and harder for Mike Lindell to get a platform because the second nope. he gets on any show... They immediately have to talk over him and, like, tell him, like, they have to be like, uh, oh, actually, what he just said is not accurate, because now, like, there's actual consequences for spreading the misinformation, you know, after January 6th, when all those, like, fucking, uh, all those fucking pieces of shit, like, store the Capitol and whatnot, like, obviously, the fucking U.S. Capitol building, it's not sacred, it's probably one of the most disgusting, perverted spots on this entire fucking earth. It is, uh... Literally, as some, someone else said, it's literally a Little St. James, not painted blue. Like, it's disgusting. The fucking, f- the freaks and animals that lurk the halls oh, of you the mean, Capitol. Like, 
You mean that what like that wonderful democratic uh Oh the fucking the Uwu uh, representative. Queen. Okay, here's the thing. Senator Cinema, when she was elected, she was like a previous yeah. Green Party activist. And also she was the first out bisexual woman to be elected to Congress. So there was a lot of there was a lot of support for her, right? And obviously I was also like at the time I was like, Oh, that's great. Like it's great to see some visibility, it's great to see some representation. You know, she has this progressive history. She has this this history of activism, um, because that's the way it was presented during our election campaign. And I didn't ask a lot of questions because you know it's hard to ask a lot of questions about a senator from a state you're not from in an election you can't vote for. Um, it's just hard to get that invested and do enough that much research. Uh, my excuses aside, she she's just proving the further line that um, Black Democrats have been proving for a while, and that is that really doesn't matter what your personal identity or the quote-unquote activism you've been associated with them is you're going to toe the party line as hard as you can because at the end of the day you're an empty soulless crab person who doesn't deserve rights like that's i'm sorry i'm going on a brief tangent that's when when people push back about the 94 crime bill when you say it's a bad thing and they're like well why did the black caucus supported it it's like well because the black caucus didn't have the same uh, needs and wants as actual impoverished black communities did because they're the black caucus. They're people who've been able to go to college, like we said earlier. They've been indoctrinated culturally. They're also party operators. They have the party's needs in mind. They have the, the party's agenda in mind. And they don't have necessarily the wants, desires, and needs of the actual black community, just like this stupid piece of shit senator cinema doesn't have the personal wants needs and desires of bisexual people in her mind who you know lgbt people lgbtq plus people are more likely to be impoverished than other folks um they would disproportionately benefit from a, a wage increase to a 15 dollars minimum wage and yet she voted no anyway because that was the party line was to vote no not because it would actually you know, support any ideas that she has because she doesn't have ideology. Their only ideology is capital and the supplication to capital as seen through people like Mike Lindell and MyPillow. They don't have any beliefs. These people don't think or feel anything. All they do is follow capital and how to get more and how to give it to people who can get them more. It's actually sexist to comment on a female senator's body language. That's what I learned. Honestly, if you're a politician, you should serve one six-year term, and then you should be put to death on the White House lawn. Ugh. That's not a threat. That's a proposed policy position. But yeah, that's, uh, that is my pillow. That is my, uh, my thoughts, my feelings, my, my opinions on my pillow. Um, did you guys want to talk about, um, the fact that we're launching? Well, I guess we'll have already launched by the time yeah, I was going to say, out. Colin, oh, we are our officially. audience already know about our launch because this is this will be like weeks after the launch. Oh, you're right. Oh, fuck, you're so right. Oh, my God, you're so <laughs> This smart. episode is going to come out like in a little bit, dude. <laughs> well, well, it's going to come out in like well, two weeks. It's going to come out. So well, by the time everyone the 5th, listens March to this. March 15th, that's when the first six episodes are coming out. Um... And then you'll already know that, but you Thera- know. and then and then the episode after that is Theranos, and then the episode after Theranos is this. So at the point that you hear this, you will have already known that. I'm giving yep. you information you already have. 
You're welcome. Just like Mike Lindell, I'm reinforcing your exactly ideology and your narratives. Exactly like Mike Lindell. Uh, your narratives of podcast dis- distribution and uh, episode scheduling. I'm already reinforcing those narratives. Please give me we're money. Just, I want to be rich like Mike We're just like trying Mike to make Lindell. an echo chamber here is all. If I had, okay, if I had that kind of Mike Lindell money, uh, you know what? I don't think I'm legally allowed to say what I would do. Yeah, you shouldn't. Um, do we have a call to action or anything even remotely approaching one? Yes. Well, obviously, don't buy the MyPillow, right? But also, like, a big part of this episode was all about how, like, it's very easy to have ideas you already feel be reinforced. So anytime somebody's, like, and obviously, everybody likes to think, oh, advertising works on everybody but me, as Alan Moore likes to say. If advertising didn't work, none of you motherfuckers would have air fryers. It's just what I'm going to say there. It's great at reheating fries. I, I know it is, but if, if the advertising like say, for it wasn't so um, constant, never, nobody like, would fucking buy it. Anytime you're, like, the, new, the news media or a company is feeding you information, you can pretty much assume it's all bullshit. You can, you can really just not believe any of it, and you'll, you're probably, probably better off than by believing a little bit of it. Like, obviously, you know... QAnon thing has turned the phrase do your own research into kind of a fucking joke but honestly do your own research like I read I read like seven different fucking articles about the MyPillow question everything even us I learned so much okay I'll say this because we got time because the episode's not running that long this fucking piece of shit I read a whole New York Times article and I paid. I pay for the New York Times subscription. By the way, that was one of the first things. Th- first things I paid for when we started the podcast. Fuck that. New York Times is a rag. Uh, the New York Times had us an entire fucking article in Home Garden titled "The Pillow Cure." Will it cure my stage four brain cancer? No, but you know what? It will cure any kind of sympathy you have for anybody who lives in Brooklyn, because this fucking journalist piece of shit, Penelope Green talks for an entire fucking article about going to all these like super ritzy pillow and mattress stores and honestly reading the article made me want to burn down the fucking country it it was let me just read a fucking excerpt from here for years the standard pillow for those with neck issues has been a crudely formed foam number which is about as sexy as the cervical collar that is its daytime mate Orthopedic bedding is not a style you want to cleave to, at least not for any length of time. You can't mask an an orthopedic pillow in a hand-blocked print from John Robshaw, and its skate park-like contours throw the armada of the dressed bed into disarray. Every sentence of that made me want to pull all my fucking teeth out. Oh my god. Name-dropping John Robshaw designs is the equivalent of you loading a gun, putting it in my hand, and putting your forehead against the barrel. That is what you've done. I f- I'm sure Penelope Green is a perfectly delightful person in real life. I'm sure she is incredibly kind and generous and deserving of love and nurturing. Send us an email. Come on the show. Financial support. But that paragraph in particular was so pretentious it made me want to scalp myself with a broken piece of mirror. 
Um, and I had to read that. I had to read that just so I could read the two sentences on Mike Lindell. I bet he read that and was like, Oh, well, she compared me, my pillow, to the sexy designs of architecture. No, she said, here, here's what she said about Mike Lindell. Consider the, consider the, the success of my pillow founder, Michael J. Lindell, a Minnesota-born former cocaine addict and investor, inventor whose chopped foam-stuffed pillows, which sell for about $50, brought in more than $100 million in sales in 2012, according to the Star Tribune of Minneapolis. A hundred million dollars. Yep. For some bullshit. In 2012, pillow? I think it's. I think he brought in like 600 million dollars in Jesus 2014 fucking or 2015. It's a lot. He's made a lot. That's what I'm saying. He's made a lot of fucking money off this bullshit pillow, and it's because the. It's not because the pillow's good. Like I said, it's not because the pillow's good. It's not about the pillow. It's not about the pillow. All right, that might be the name of the episode. It's not about the pillow. It's about Michael the culture. Dell story. It's about the culture. It's about the politics. It's about the culture. And this is so. There's a bone. I got a bone to pick. Thank you so much for listening to Worst in the Industry. Please join us next week for. Uh, I believe Justin's going to be taking the helm of that episode. It's his turn now. It is. He's all in control. He's gonna. He's gonna declare right of prima nocta, and he's gonna fuck me on my wedding night. All right. Thank you all for listening. Bye. Bye. Love you. Bye. Bye.